Listen while you list. VMRN. Voice Marketing Radio Network. Welcome to eBay Radio's Top Rated Seller Hour with your host, Griff. And this segment is brought to you by Six Fits Software, your all-in-one platform for creating, sending, and managing eBay listings right from your desktop. There's nothing like getting together with members of your eBay tribe, especially in your own hometown. Now, Sandy Sauls Johnson is known on eBay as Magpie Trading. That's all one word. She founded the Phoenix Online Sellers Group Meetup, and she's here now to tell us how you can grow your own seller meetup group. It's fun. And it can be fun. Sandy, when did you start your group? I got started about six years ago. In May of 2012, I had been selling online since 1999, and I had never met another seller. I knew there had to be more I can see where that would happen, where that could happen. (laughs) Yeah. And so I had... I looked on Meetup, I looked online, and it came up with Meetup. So I went on Meetup. There was a group in the area. But it was a closed group, so I couldn't see when their meetups were. So I applied to be to join. It took two months for them to finally approve me, and then I found out they hadn't had a meeting in over a year. So I started my own. I just said, to heck with it, I can do this." And it's it was. Um, I'm so glad I did. Gr- I, Griff, my- her group. Just so that you know, her group is the third largest in the United States. Wow, that's a big group. <laughs> That's a big group. I have 638 members as of this morning. Good grief. I that know. is fantastic. <laughs> that is pretty good. So I want new seller, new meetup groups not to be discouraged at how many people they have show up at their meetings. Even as large as we are, we have, uh, we average 20 people to a meeting. Most people are lurkers. They'll read all your posts, they'll read what's going on, but they don't quite get to the meeting. (laughs) And that happens, and I can understand that. I mean, look at the huge groups that have over a thousand people, and they're, they're getting 35, 40 people at a meeting. So don't be discouraged. Hey, and that's a good, but, but see, to me, that's good. You don't want 600 people every week to show up. Or every month, work? you would it, you'd never get anything done. I think the smaller, the fact that a smaller amount of people show up is actually a positive thing. It's very, very much a hands-on. Everybody gets a chance to talk. Um, people feel they belong. They make friends at the group, um, and we don't have the same people every meeting. It's, we have a few, we hold six meetings a month all over town. We don't have the same people at every meeting. We have people that'll come every third month. We have a few people, a couple people that go to all the meetings. Um, and they just say, it gets them so jazzed about their own business, they can't wait to get home and list. Mm-hmm. It does. So, it gets you excited. Yeah. And you have yeah, multiple is. meetups every month in different parts of the Phoenix area. How does that work? Well, I'm not doing all the meetups anymore. <laughs> I'm the administrative back end is what I tell people. Um, I have hosts and assistant hosts at each of the meetings. I train them. I give them a written general agenda template. I line up the speakers. I line up the advertising for the group. Um 
I have a monthly leaders meeting where they talk about suggestions that have come in from members and to, and just brainstorm where the group's going from there. Uh, so they, the, the meetups as a host are not alone. Debbie, who used to run the um, Casa Grand group, is one of my hosts. And she's told me it's such a relief to not have to figure out the meeting each month. But I'll take care of that. She just needs to be there and act on whatever I, whatever instructions I give. <laughs> That's amazing what you have set up there, yes. Sandy. It is. Think about it, Chris. She's got them well, happening all very, over Phoenix. Well, we are we are looking at a couple of areas I don't feel we have uh, covered. There's three. She's like a Seven Eleven store. Yeah. <laughs> and for the listeners who live in. Northern Cal- or Northern Arizona, um, et cetera. There's one group in Prescott, but they haven't had a meeting in like a year and a half. And that's the only thing there is north of Phoenix. And so they can either come down to our group or I would be happy to help get them set up at something in Northern Arizona. See, you brought up um, a good point. When somebody goes to join a group on meetup.com, Griff, mm-hmm. generally you get an answer back. If yeah. you don't get an answer back within a timely uh, fashion, you might consider the fact that that group is no longer meeting. Yeah, it happens. Well, you can, I have, my meetup is open. I, they don't need to get an approval. They say, I want to join. They're a member right then. Even before they join, join, they can see where our meetings are, what the speakers are, what's going on with the group. Etc. It's all open and above board, and I don't have to take the time to vet people. Would you walk us through the steps of what it takes to create a group, and is there a cost involved? Basically, you go on to meetup.com, and they have a button saying, I want to start a group, and it doesn't matter what kind of group it is. I mean, you could have a group that does Tai Chi. You could have a group that likes to square dance. Um, It doesn't matter. They will have to form the group. It's a very intuitive form, and there is a monthly fee to have your group on their website. Um, at the very most, it's $35 a month, but for most groups, it's considerably less. We're just so large, and we want our sponsors to show on every single page, and et cetera, et cetera, and so we pay the extra. But we have found that 66% of our members come directly off a meetup search. Do they? So mm. it's worth it to us. I mean, I run through the numbers on the site. Well, where did he come from? Because that's one of the questions we ask you is where did you find out about us? You can set that, you can set up a couple of questions for them to ask as part of the, um, joining process. And I track where are our members coming from, and about uh, two-thirds are coming from Meetup itself, and the rest in equal numbers are coming from eBay, uh, the event page and things like that. Um, a third are coming, or um, a, a percentage are coming from Facebook, because I'm in a lot of Facebook groups. Um some are coming just word of mouth or a friend referral or what have you. But there's not really any one of the other sites that jump out. It's primarily for Meetup itself. I just put, you know, hey, I've got an eBay group, and 
anybody going on there looking for an eBay group within however many miles from their city is going to find me. Mm-hmm. And at this point, my group is really easily easily recognizable because it's got my logo is purple with a saguaro cactus. Yeah. <laughs> can't really miss really it. Simple. You can't miss it. Yeah, and I said six hundred and forty-seven members. But even when I was getting started and didn't have a logo and stuff, there weren't that many choices. There were only a couple in, in the air. In fact, there was only the one in the whole Phoenix metro area. So, you know, and if you go out further, there was Tucson. That was it. Are, are we hearing that if you build it, they will come? Or did you have to work exactly. to find members? Well, you got to work it, too. But if you build it, they will come. That is my mantra. That's when I, I start a group over in this area or that area. I know we will get people attending. Listen, I've heard from because people who had their first meeting, and they were the only person there. Yeah, and they felt oh, yeah. so you know down about it. And then the next week there was another person, and then three more came. And you exactly. know, even if you sit there the by yourself, the only one. <laughs> yeah, you just have to persist. And I have found that having a speaker at the meeting is a big draw. The numbers for the meeting do jump up when you have a speaker that you can announce, even if it's one of your own members who's going to just talk about a specific expertise of theirs people get excited about oh it's a guest speaker i need to go to that one and if they guest speaker we'll usually have a guest speaker speak at two or three of our meetings to just you know jump around the Mm -hmm. valley and the thing is is they're going to get different information each time that speaker speaks because the questions are going to be different the tangents are going to be different if the speaker ends up going on based on a question that comes. Um, and the speaker is not the entire meeting. We start the meeting off with a roundtable introduction. Everybody talks about, you know, they tell them their name, where they sell, how long they've been selling, what types of stuff they sell. Are they mainly clothing? Do they sell mainly fishing flies? You know, whatever. And also what part of town they're in. And people make note of who to contact after the meeting to be able to carpool with. Or I need to talk to that guy because I'm having problem on on displaying this piece of clothing or whatever. But it gives them who they need to talk to after. Where do you meet? So we have, where where do you we meet? meet? Currently, we are meeting uh, at three different types of places. We have a lunch meeting. I uh, meet generally at restaurants. The Evening meetings, which are at 7.30, not 7, um, so people can avoid rush hour. Those we tend, tend to go to bar and grill or sports grills mm-hmm. because they are open later. We're not being rushed out. What about sponsors? How did you, morning how'd you get sponsors? I'm, I'm butting in on you because we only have a minute left. Uh, yeah. How'd you get sponsors? Sponsors, just asking. I looked at who do I, who do I use? Um, my first sponsor was Bubble Fast, and they are still a sponsor. It's that easy. You just call them and ask them. I've been trying to tell people that. Yeah. If you yeah. need a sponsor, yeah. call them up and try to sell it. Yeah, right. You're an you, entrepreneur. you got nothing to lose. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, listen, 
Thank you so much, Sandy Saltz Johnson, for all the years of your loyalty to this program. We appreciate it. Thank you, Sandy. You too. (laughs) This segment was brought to you by Six Fit Software, your all-in-one platform for creating, sending, and managing eBay listings right from your desktop. Up next, a buyer opens the kimono. We'll be right back with more eBay Radio. Good morning. Good morning to you. Time to hit that estate sale, so we still have time to get to the thrift shops. Wait, is that your computer? Yes, of course it's my computer. How else am I going to be able to identify items and find out what they've been selling for? I sure hope there's Wi-Fi where we're going today. OMG, look, as your eBay sourcing buddy, I've got to tell you, there's an app for that. There is? Absolutely. I use WorthPoint's mobile app to research items while I'm outsourcing. WorthPoint gives me 10 years of data, more than a billion images, along with how much each item sold for. Wow. WorthPoint's app also lets me save searches and make suggestions to help me find what I'm looking for. It even corrects my spelling. So I don't need to bring my whole computer. Of course not. Just get the WorthPoint app. It puts the power of WorthPoint at your fingertips and it fits in your pocket. So do what I did. Sign up for a seven-day, seven-lookup free trial at WorthPoint.com. You've got listing to do. And the faster, the better. Get up to speed with 6-Bit software. 6-Bit helps you list items in less time. Your 6-Way 6-Bit saves you time. First, design your own listing form, hiding fields you don't use. Then capture photos from a webcam directly into 6-Bit. No more swapping memory cards or looking for camera cords. Next, list catalog items just by entering a UPC code or using your handheld scanner. With 6-Bit, you only have to set shipping, payment, and listing upgrade options once. And you can save listings as templates to quickly create similar listings in the future. If you've already created listings elsewhere, 6-Bit can import them from eBay, TurboLister, or via CSV file. In short, if you feel the need for speed in your business on eBay, you need 6-Bit. Try it free for 30 days at 6bitsoftware.com. That's 6bitsoftware.com. USPS has a lot of great ways to ship your stuff. Here at Stamps.com, we support them all. Stamps.com was the first company to be approved by the U.S. Postal Service for buying and printing postage online. And in our 20-plus years, we've learned a lot about eBay sellers. And we know that deciding which shipping option is the best for each package can be tough. That's where we can really help. Stamps.com's best rate comparison engine automatically picks the lowest cost USPS option for your package, making sure you never overpay for postage. If you're new to Stamps.com, we invite you to try our four-week trial. We'll even throw in a free five-pound shipping scale. Shipping and handling fee required. So, the next time you need to figure out the best way to ship your package, remember Stamps.com. Stamps.com. Spend less time shipping, more time selling. 